it's a tribe of, of moms and and dads too that are that are trying to get kids outdoors. And really like I think the goal of what we're trying to accomplish is to create this next generation of kids that love the outdoors. Episode 368, we talked to Kathy Dalton from the Go Adventure Mom podcast about the importance of getting kids into the outdoors. You're listening to the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180 Tech. We talk with adventurers from around the globe to bring you the inspiration and motivation you need to get started in the outdoors or to keep you moving if you're already there. Now here's your host, Kurt Linville. Hi friends, Kurt here. Hey, we have a a kind of unique show for you today. This is not our standard show. This is where I get to have a dialogue, a conversation with a fellow podcaster. I'm really excited about this. I've been waiting weeks for this. Kathy Dalton is here, and she is from Go Adventure Mom. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Kurt. Thanks for having us today. Oh, you I'm bet. speaking in plural, like I'm a mom. That's just what we do, right? Right. <laughs> well, which is really what we're about. Go Adventure Mom um, is it's just what it sounds like. It's about adventure with kids, adventure with families, and adventure with moms. And we're the Adventure Sports Podcast, obviously. We're all about adventure, so we thought it would be great to have a show to talk about adventuring with kids. So, um, you know what, we're going to have a dialogue instead of an interview here. So we're just going to kind of exchange ideas and questions and stuff like that. But I would really like to hear more about Go Adventure Mom and what you're trying to do with that organization and with the podcast. So about, let's see, 10 years ago, um, when I quit my full-time job to be a stay-at-home mom, I, I really struggled. I had a really hard time, um, connecting with people in my own community. I felt like, um, not everybody was like me and I had a really hard time finding my own tribe. And I started the site Go Adventure Mom really as an effort to connect with other like-minded moms that were going through similar things that love to get outdoors. And it's really grown into something, um, I think really fantastic that it's, it's a tribe of, of moms and and dads too, that are, that are trying to get kids outdoors. And really like, I think the goal of what we're trying to accomplish is to create this next generation of kids that love the outdoors. And I'm really excited to learn more about your podcast, Kurt, and and the awesome things you're doing and your listeners are doing because you guys are just that much farther in this path uh, of life than we are. My kids are um, 10, seven and four. So we're still we're, we're a lot more mobile than we were like in the toddler years or the baby years, but we're still trying to navigate this, you know, new world of being a parent. But we've also realized just my husband and I, we've, we've really been working to be intentional on our parenting and have realized that we have less time now with our son than we have had. He's 10 so in eight years, you know, he's going to go off into the big wide world. What are the things that we want to teach him? What are those core values and those principles? And how can we create that? And and the conclusion that my husband, John, and I, that we've come to is really that the times that we're together, when we're working on things together, when we're traveling, when we're seeing the world, when we're having new experiences, those are the times that we really are growing together. Mm, yeah, and I would say that from our perspective, our kids are older now. Uh, We have a 21-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 14-year-old. And we have been an adventure-focused life, you know, lifestyle family 
for all those years. And what I would say in our experience, it's not, you know, you can't sit down and just say to a kid, these are the things you have to know to get prepared for life. Instead, it's about, we're going to spend a lot of time together. We're going to love on each other. We're going to have a lot of fun together. And we're going to have a, a relationship where we can be real. And that comes out of, I think, out of choosing common interests and pursuing them together. And so that's what adventure sports are about for us. That's It's one of the reasons why, you know, we focus so much on adventure. I really love that because it reminds me of my childhood. And I think the most simple conversations were on the chairlift with my dad. We weren't talking about anything profound, but we were there together or we were hiking on the trail or we were traveling and seeing new things. So I, I love I love that you share that. Now, before the interview, you mentioned something really awesome that I'd love for us to talk a little bit about is you have teenagers. Like that's terrifying to me. Mm. <laughs> and and you and this is you you said that this is your favorite time. Can you talk to me, like teach me a little bit more about why that is something that is, I think it's really uncommon, but can, can you share more about that? Sure. You know, I want to preface it a little bit by saying that I don't like to get preachy with people and I don't even like to give advice. Instead, I like to throw out ideas and share experiences. And so if the listeners find something out of this that they can connect with, fantastic. If not, you know, that's cool too. But the reason I believe that the teenage years are my absolute, absolute favorite for parenting are because of our approach to working with teenagers. And uh, so many families say, you know, the teenage years are really tough. I can't wait till my kid gets old enough to go off to college because this is just too intense and I I feel overwhelmed. And, you know, a lot of people can identify with that. Um, Our kids, we have so much fun together. We enjoy their teenage development so much that it's absolutely, for me, the funnest period of parenting. Not to mention that when you get into the world of adventure sports, they're big enough to do stuff, really do stuff. And with little children, you can still do a lot and you'll have a lot of fun with that. But when they get big enough and strong enough to carry their own load, so to speak, then the adventures just get more and more rewarding. But here's the bottom line. What we chose to do with our family was to, instead of trying to control our kids, we just tried to have a a love-based relationship with them. And it wasn't a liberal thing where there are no boundaries. Rather, it was a, how can we work through things together and make wise decisions and choose, you know, what's best for the family together? And we started this when our kids were young. Can you give an example of that? I'm trying to think, like a love-based conversation with my son. Hmm. A lot of it does grow out of just spending enough time together. And when you do, then you get opportunities. You know, I heard someone say once that there's no such thing really as quality time without quantity of time because you can't force quality. You can't, you can't create that. You have to look for those teachable moments. And that, that comes from being together. It comes from the quantity of time. So for starters, it's spending a lot of time with your kids. Yeah. And and it's funny how I've realized in my own life, how a lot of those conversations are not when or where you expect them to be. You know, they're loading the dishwasher or they're when we're sleeping, sweeping the floor or backseat in the car on the way somewhere that there's, there's these, you know, small pockets of time where there's a question that's asked 
and there's that opportunity. Mm, yeah, I agree. I think some of the best conversations that I've ever had with my children are on hikes. Because when you're hiking, uh, it, there's nothing else really to do besides to walk for a long time. And so you're going to talk, you're going to visit, and there are plenty of things to keep you stimulated with the things that you're seeing and the work that you're doing and the adventure that you're having. But I think that it's those types of, of moments that really help when you can kind of pull yourself away from the distractions and spend time together, then those conversations come. That's when the, the kids will say, you know, I've been wondering about something. Or you can throw something out and say, hey, you know what? You're entering into a phase of life where this is going to be a thing. So what do you think about that? You know, and just have those open-ended conversations. But here's the bottom line. It's hard to, it's hard to drill it down to a single moment or a single event because it's a lifestyle, right? But with our kids, it was always about making sure that they knew that they could talk to us about anything that we were there to support them and guide them in their decision-making rather than to tell them how they're supposed to live life and try to enforce some some code. And what happens is, it's like anything else. If you really respect someone, then you don't want to mess up and displease that person. So instead of having to control kids to try to keep them on a path you feel like is healthy for them, it turns into a matter of, hey, we're working together for the best outcome. I don't know if that helps, but I can just say this. When our kids became teenagers and their senses of humor developed and they became interested in more, um, I would say, mature level conversations and ideas, and when we were able to do even bigger adventure sports together, it just seemed like it was so much fun. And that's why I say it was just a, a delightful time. I love that. I, I love um, just kind of thinking of, you know, my own kids and where we are in life. Um, I, I have a sister who just had a baby. We're done having kids. And I, I think there's always this like, not sense of sadness, but just this like, like, you know, that you'll never have that phase again. Like, like that that's not an emotion or an experience that you'll have. And I think when I was first going through that, I, I felt some of that sadness. But now I'm at this phase where our kids are becoming these really incredible people that I love being around. And I, yeah. I love seeing the, the people that they're turning into. And it's, it's very humbling as a parent to, to see these, these minds, these really great, talented kids, and to know, like, we're part of helping you on this journey to become these, you know, independent, kind, wonderful people, but that already I feel like they're so much smarter. And so like their understanding is so above and beyond, not just what I had at their age, but where I'm at now even. Mm. Yeah. And there's so much to learn from your kids. You know, we are really confused, I think, if we feel like we're there to teach and we're not there to learn. <laughs> because relationship is all about learning from each other. You know what I mean? And I've learned so much from my kids. I really kids. love that. Uh, so much from my kids. And it, I go back to adventure sports. It's not the only thing that helps with this, but it's such a valuable part of your relationship with your kids. If you take the time to do fun things with them and they know that you are doing it because you want to be doing fun things with them, then that goes so far toward building that kind of a, a mutual trust relationship that makes those teenage years just really fun. I love that. I, 
Yeah. I'd love to know also like when you, your children were smaller, how, how did you get them excited? Let's say, um, about like mountain biking or even something as simple as wearing a helmet. What, what were some of the things that kind of worked for you guys as a family? It, it sounds like you do a lot of activities together and it yeah. sounds like it, like you're saying, like it's a lifestyle. Like, can you share a little bit more about what that looked like in the early years? I can, but there's someone even better at that question than me, and his name is Bruno Lutz, and we did a show with him. This is episode 40. I'm going I'm going to throw that out there for the listeners. If you go to adventuresportspodcast.com and you click on the episode categories, you can go all the way down to a family sports category, and this is where you'll hear, hear most of the family-oriented stuff that we've done over the years. But Bruno Lutz was better at it than I am. He was so good <laughs> I love it. at getting his kids started at a young age. And we did a full show on this. And he gave all sorts of advice. Oh, very cool. But part of it is that, obviously, you can't, you can't force kids to do adult-sized things. But you can enter into their world and do adventurous things with them you know, on a level that, that is appropriate for them. And here are some of the guiding principles for me. One is, yeah, you can always throw your... your young child in a backpack and go on a hike. And we did a lot of that, right? That kind of stuff. But there were also times that I took my two-year-old by the hand and we walked through the woods. Now, we wouldn't get very far, but by going at his pace or her pace, you know, holding her hand and sharing the wonders, then it opened up the world to them and they, they began to look forward to that because it was a you know, it's an age of discovery for them. And here's the crazy thing about being an adult. So I was heavy into adventure sports before kids. So then you go and you start working with a two-year-old. And it's like, oh no, my life is over. I can't mountain bike anymore. I, I'm not going to be able to go rock climbing anymore. I, I mean, all my, I, everything's on hold because of this kid. But then you take the kid by the hand and you walk into the woods. And, and the kid sees an ant crawling on a rock. And there's this discovery and this joy, and all of a sudden, it woke me up. I was like, holy cow, I have forgotten to appreciate all the things that used to be so wonderful. And so by entering into their world, it, uh, it, it made that connection. And I in, have never enjoyed skiing as much as when I taught my kids to ski. I've never enjoyed hiking as much as when I hiked with my kids and they were discovering it for the first time. I've never enjoyed climbing 14ers as much as getting up the first mountain with my kids. And so at first, I was kind of down thinking that I had to give up everything for the sake of raising a family. But then the reality was, no, I got back everything because I raised a family. That is so beautiful and so profound. It, it's, it's such a shift in thinking. And going back to what you said earlier about really learning from our kids and really letting them kind of guide what the activity looks like and getting on their level is definitely something I've been trying to do with my four-year-old. He um, is currently obsessed with lions and he wears this little, it's like a sweater lion costume. Like he's at preschool right now wearing it. Like he wears this lion costume everywhere. If you, if you look on our Instagram at Go Adventure Mom, I mean, he, lots of pictures of him in his lion costume. And it's it's been hard for me, like really to like get down on his level and play. But it's been really magical to see the world through his eyes. And and I love that it's 
it's so important to shift that perspective and to to go to their level in a way that they can relate and that they can they can teach us. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our oldest, he watched uh, parts of Man from Snowy River when he was quite young. We thought it was a fun movie, and you know, we worked worked with him because there are some intense scenes for a you know a really young kid. But I think he was three when he got a black hat and decided that he was Jim Craig. And so every time he met somebody, uh, they would say, so I hear your name is Caleb, you know? And he'd say, no, I'm Jim. <laughs> and he lived that world for, it sounds like your son, he lived that world for a while, and it was a ton of fun, you know? But anyway, I hear a couple other thoughts, just real quickly. Like one thing that I did when my kids were really young is I, I liked rock climbing, so I had the ropes and the gear, so... I created what I call a giant swing by stringing a rope about 75 feet up between two trees, and I put a drop line down the middle, and this became our giant swing. And I would I would make a harness, put the kids in the harness, make sure they were safe, but then I could let them experience what it's like to swing, and not not to swing in the in the park, but this the safe swing. I have to say safety first, but we would get the kids 30 feet off the ground. And they loved it. And even at an age as young as as like three years old, they thought it was the greatest thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there are things like that you can do with what you know about adventure sports that can introduce the kids to the joy and the fun and the thrill and uh, how to manage things like ropes and safety. So I don't know. I I could go on all day with lots of of stuff like that, but we need to hear more about, uh, about your world. So... Go Adventure Mom, I want to hear a little bit more about it. Is your focus with Go Adventure Mom uh, more about the moms or about the kids? So it really, I mean, it's the moms that are listening to the podcast and it's the moms that are, you know, read, reading the blog. But it's it's really this opportunity, like what we're talking about, to, to grow together. And um, I realized, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, that this, this strange thing happened whenever I was out in nature and and I really was this better version of myself. And that's something that we've really tried to help create with the community of, of moms and, and a few dads we've got too. And we've got a good sized tribe of um, families that are, are doing really great things. And it's, it's really been neat to serve them and to, learn about the great things that they're doing. We've had a lot of our our tribe members on the podcast sharing their experiences as well as, you know, just learning from them and the things that they're doing. And I think something that's really incredible is how the outdoors has this ability to unite us. And, you know, we can talk, here you are in Colorado, I'm in Utah. Um, We've had people, you know, from New Jersey on the podcast that, you know, if we were to meet in an airport, we think, oh, you know, we have nothing in common. But as soon as we start talking about the things that we're passionate about and the things that we love and, you know, the stewardship that we have, we we realize, you know what, we're actually all connected and we have a lot more in common than we think we do. And I love how Mm. nature unites us and that as part of the process of being a parent that you can bring your kids along on that journey and teach them adventure sports and teach them botany and teach them ornithology as you know, it, it just becomes part of, of what you do and what you love. So I think, you know, our real goal is to let 
moms and parents know, you know what, you're doing a great job. And yes, there will be hard days. Yes, your kid will like poop in the woods and you won't have toilet paper and maybe have to use a saw. <laughs> like these things happen, but it's okay. Even if you don't make it to the trailhead, like you're you're trying. And and going back to your statement about what you said with if if they know that you love them so much and you're doing these activities and creating these experiences for them, I think they'll they'll love will come naturally for, for doing those sports. Mm, That's so cool. You know, our audience is uh, people of all ages and we focus on all sorts of different types of adventure sports. We're not really focused on uh, trying to get families to do adventure or trying to get guys to do adventure, trying to get older people to do adventure, to try to get gals to do adventure. We're more about here are all the adventures that everybody can do. Right. Yep. But what I love about your program is that you're focusing more on the uh, what families can do. So for our listeners who are, you know, thinking about having a family or you have a family or, you know, you're interested in this on that level, maybe the Go Adventure Mom show would be a great place to learn more. I, it sounds really, Thank really you. good, really targeted for that. Well, and uh, we actually, you and I connected through the outdoor retailer show. And a big thing in the outdoor industry is to create this next generation of kids that love the outdoors. And there's so many brands and so many companies that say that they need to do this. And for years and years and years, we've we've tried to advocate and say, sometimes adventure, they can be those awesome, huge, you know, summiting mountains. But those adventures can also be a walk around the park or in your own backyard in the sandbox. And just trying to create more of a voice around families and how important children are in this equation and and creating that example for that. As I'm sure you know from listening to the Adventure Sports Podcast, some of the safest and best snow conditions for backcountry skiing of the whole year happen in the springtime. And Bentgate has the gear you need. Come check out the latest in Alpine Touring, Telemark, NTN, and Splitboarding gear. They have brands like Black Crows, DPS, Dinafit, G3, Icelandic, K2, Technica Blizzard, Arcteryx, Mammoth, Solomon, Vole, Neversummer, Jones, and BCA. And you do need to be safe out there. Bentgate has the latest in avalanche safety gear. They have beacons, airbags, shovels, and probes, and they're ready to help you educate yourself on snow safety. They also rent out gear, so you can get your skis and your boots there, as well as your avalanche safety equipment. What's more, they also have free demo ski days at local resorts, so you can try out the latest gear. Now, how much fun does that sound? So swing by Bentgate in Golden, Colorado, or go to bentgate.com to find your new gear, as well as to get updates on all of their events. Spring is here and camping season is upon us. Visit our site at 180tech.com for your next camp stove. The 180 stove and smaller 180 flame are combustible fuel stoves, which are designed to burn the fuel that nature provides you at your campsite. There's no need to lug heavy and bulky fuel canisters along with you on the trail. The 180 flame and 180 stove are built in America and have no moving parts to fail you in the field. Check them out at www.180tack.com. Your purchase helps support the Adventure Sports Podcast. So what have you done with your kids um, to kind of 
embrace this idea that adventure with kids is such a, a good thing. Do you have some examples of some family things that you did you thought were really rewarding? So I mean, I kind of responded in a way that <laughs> is probably not what you're looking for. But I think like the number one thing that I have really tried to do, I'm a planner. I love to have a plan. I love to be organized. I like to have control. But has really helped our family to get out and to do more things is to change that, that expectation. And instead of having it be this like all or nothing that like 40% is okay. Like if we get up to the, you know, ski hill and he doesn't want to put on his skis, you know what, we're going to sit and have some hot chocolate and that's okay. And giving ourselves that permission to say, you know what, I'm not a failure. I am a great mom. We are doing excellent things together and we are creating those memories, even though it might not be the picture that I had envisioned for that day, like setting that expectation really, really low is okay. That's, I think that's important. I really do because adults that are adventurers think about adult sized adventures and it's so easy to try to get a kid to be a part of that when it it's, it's not going to work out. I mean, it, you can stuff a kid in a backpack and cover a lot of ground, but should you? You know, is that introducing that that child to a, a love and a for the sport, for the adventure, for what you're doing? And I, I really like what you're saying there. Is lower your expectations, make it about um, having that fun at your child's level, and uh, make it okay to not summit, make it okay to not finish the hike. Matter of fact, another key takeaway is that. Kids are often more fascinated by what we would think of as the micro than the macro, meaning they're more interested often in finding a bush that has a hole under it where they can go inside and play under the bush. They're not going to be so interested about doing the five miles so they can see the big view, right? So we take off on a hike thinking we got to get to the destination because we want to see the lake or we want to see the view from the top or there's the overlook or, you know, there's a waterfall, whatever it is. Your child may be much more interested in spending an extended period of time under a bush at the trailhead. And I'll be honest, like I, I learned this from a whole lot of failure, from a whole lot of experiences, taking my kids out to do things and having it fail miserably. At least that's what I thought in my mind, right? That it was a failure. And I created these really stressful scenarios where I was telling them, you know, if you don't get on the chairlift, <laughs> threatening, being mean, being grumpy, and creating this negative association with their experience. Like, we want to be creating these positive experiences that are are a win for them. And I think really reframing what that looks like, and, and I love how you call it adult size adventures, like trying to force that into <laughs> a child-sized um, mind or heart is, is that it, it's not the same thing. And, and if they want to explore in a way that's different than what my agenda was, and if I'm creating stress by trying to get them outdoors, like I, I need to chill and I need to make it more about them. And I don't, I don't have some magic answer. I wish I could say, you know, every time the, you know, we do this or this, it's successful because kids are dynamic and they change from day to day and they're emotional. And I, I feel like some days if like my kids have pants on, like that's a win. Like, Hey, we have shoes. <laughs> oh, we might not have shoes. Right. But Hey, we're, we're doing the best we can. 
Right. And uh, that changes, dynamic doesn't change a whole lot, but it changes in, in uh, I guess, qualitatively. I don't know if I'm even using the word right. I was just kind of laughing. You know, my kids have pants on today. I succeeded. It, when you get teenagers, hopefully you're past that part. <laughs> but when you get teenagers, it can turn into a, a different dynamic where it's really about just being a part of your, your teenager's life. And you say, you know what? I connected with my teenager today and we had a great conversation. We hugged each other and I won. You know, we won together because we had fun. And Yeah. And taking the, the time to celebrate those wins instead of the, the negative conversation that I usually have in my own head is, you know, I didn't do enough or I didn't do this or, you know, whatever it is, but forgiving ourselves and saying, you know what, today was a win. And today I did the best that I could. And we, I love that. Mm. Like we connected, we had this moment. It wasn't this like picture perfect sitting at the kitchen table with hot chocolate. No, it was like outside watering the lawn or the garden. And it was this conversation that would have never come up if I hadn't put my phone down, number one, (laughs) and if I hadn't been present. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, may I share a, a teenager, just barely still teenager adventure story with you? Please. So this, yeah, this is something that happened just a couple of weeks ago. And my uh, two college age children, adults, they they were home and we were trying to have our family ski day that we'd been dreaming of all year. So we're at Crested Butte and it ended up being the last day that we could ski just because of our schedule. It wasn't the last day of, of the season for the ski area, but it was for us. And one of my sons had been waiting for my college-age son to get home to climb to the top of the mountain to ski from the, the peak of Crested okay. Butte, the very tippy top. And so everyone wanted to do that. But let me set up the dynamic here. The son that had been waiting all, all season for this had a concussion. Oh, no. It was mild, and he was, he was almost over it, but he had a concussion. My oldest son, home from college, was like, yes, I really want to climb the peak. Uh, my youngest son was saying, I don't know if I really want to try that or not. And my daughter was was sure she didn't want to. <laughs> but we're trying to be together as a family. And so we have these dynamics. Should the guy that's recovering from the concussion risk going up there? You know, should we split up and not have our family day together so that everyone gets to do what they most want to do? You know, how do we manage this? And we have teenage and even post-teenage personalities with different expectations. So, you know, this this is a recipe for a lot of fun or a lot of disaster. And I was there like, hmm, I'm not sure where to go from here. So I agreed that we could all split up and meet up later if we wanted to. But at the same time, the son that most wanted to climb the mountain was the one recovering from a concussion. So does dad let him go up there unsupervised? I think not. Right, so you tell everyone you can't go. This has been the the dream of the season that now we're all you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Here's how it worked out, and sometimes you just have to go with the flow. I didn't have a solution to this quandary, but we took the high lift and got to the point where we'd start the climb. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we had to make a decision, and so uh, I got an agreement from my concussion son that he would not try anything crazy, that he would stay within his limits. And uh, then I looked at my daughter, who didn't want to do it. And I said, listen, I will turn around with you at any point when you say, 
this is enough. I said, but let's at least start and see how it turns out. So we started climbing, and it took us a while, probably 45 minutes, to get to get up to the top of the mountain. But here's the crazy thing. Once my daughter started, she looked at me and she says, actually, Dad, this is something that's on my bucket list. I've always wanted to climb to the, to the summit of a high mountain and ski it. And she goes, I didn't want to do it today, but now I can't stop. And she just kept going. And uh, then my, my son, who was kind of, I don't care if we go or we don't, well, he plugged in and took off up the mountain and, and was so excited that he was there in the end because he just kind of had that apprehension about doing something completely new. By the time it had, it had ended... You know, we all summited the mountain. We took the pictures, we celebrated, we hugged, and we skied very carefully because of the concussion some. But we all skied the mountain, and it turned out that it was all doable. And I was there to make sure that no one was going to try something that could cause bigger issues. So sometimes they don't go the way you think, but I was really just so impressed with the way that it turned out. Because in the beginning, I thought, someone's going to be horribly disappointed. I'm going to fail as a father because I can't please everybody. And my daughter doesn't want to do it at all. This son shouldn't do it. But still, he's been waiting all season. How are we going to get through this? I, I don't know what my main point of that is, except that sometimes that's the way it goes. And if you roll with the punches and just support everybody, sometimes it works out. So there you go. I love that. I absolutely love that. I, I think that's such a great, like metaphor for life and for parenting is that, you know what, it's, it's never ever going to be how you expect. There's lots of mountains to climb, but at the end of the day, we all do our best. Yeah. And I always, long-term listeners to the Adventure Sports Podcast know that I say all the time that what we learn from our adventures translate back to everyday life. And we learn skills. I love and that. We learn aptitudes, and we learn so much that come back to the everyday life and, uh, I guess, give us a, a enlarged toolbox, you know, so we have more tools to work with. And really, isn't that what it is when we're trying to spend adventurous time with our kids? Isn't that what it is? We're trying to enlarge those experiences and enlarge our common toolbox, right? Absolutely. And, you know, if you if you can help your kid when they are really at that I'm pushing myself to my limit point, say doing a big rappel off of a cliff or climbing something that's a little bit too big, you know, but if you can help them through that, then you build a trust with them. And they're like, we can get through stuff together, can't we? Isn't that what you want your teenagers to believe in? Absolutely. And that they can, yeah, that trust and that they can fall back on you and that you you can work together. I love that. So your family is younger, and you have so much fun ahead of you, you know, as your as your kids are going into those teenage years. Um, but what kind of advice or, or kind of, uh, let's call it life hacks, might you have for the families that have the younger kids right now? Because you're more recently in that world. Have you found some things that seem to really work for getting those those times with your kids? You know, I wish I had like something really profound and like Yoda Zen like to say, but like <laughs> snacks are the answer. Like we always have, you know, a, a big packet of Starbursts and you know, pop one of those in your mouth on the trail or while we're skiing. That that kind of seems to be the answer to a lot of things. I think it's important to stop and take breaks. Like just the other 
weekend, my daughter and I, we just went on a little walk around the neighborhood and she's very prepared. She's always very organized. She's the seven-year-old and she'd brought snacks for our little walk around the block. And there were like three or four times where she asked, hey, can we stop? And I was like, we're not going very far and we haven't gone very far, but okay. And then she'd stop and have her little snack. And I think letting them guide the pace and letting them set the pace is really important. And then staying hydrated is also a huge part and having everybody be happy because a lot of the times little kids, especially they don't know that they're grumpy and angry and dehydrated and keeping them hydrated. So I'd say snacks, letting the kids kind of be the ones that are guiding that adventure and then making sure that you hydrate and having that attitude of, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing and and that's okay, I think is is a really good thing. <laughs> Working with young children is so fun because guaranteed things aren't going to go the way you anticipate. Being able to roll with the punches like you described, I mean, that's, to me, that's got to be what it's all about. We had another family story when our children were much younger. We went camping. Our, our children were about the ages of your children, even younger than that. And we went camping, but this is just one of those things. Nothing went right. Um, I lost the car keys. That was my bad. I don't know how it happened. I still to this day am completely just perplexed by how this happened. But I lost the car keys. Luckily, we had our tent and our sleeping bags. And we thought, okay, well, we can still spend the night. Well, it was very, very hot. And things weren't going right. And my very, very young daughter had an accident with her sleeping bag. Oh, no. And we got to the point of, I don't know what's going to go on here. We can't even get in the car. Now she doesn't have a sleeping bag. We can't get to her clothes. We can't get to anything that we need. for. And in the end, we had to hike out to a place where we could call for a ride and go rent a hotel. <laughs> and so our camping trip turned into a hotel room. And you know what? We still have that memory and laugh about it. And it turned into a, one of those family experiences that actually is really, really valuable. Did we camp? No, we didn't camp. <laughs> it didn't work out at all like we thought it would. And I actually, we had a rental car at the time. I had to get the rental car company to overnight new keys to us. And so, oh, well, <laughs> that's sometimes the way that it goes. And that's just what adventure is. It's, it's dealing with the unexpected. So, you know, don't beat yourself up if things don't go like you think they should. But also that those really terrible moments can turn into those moments that not only will you laugh about in the future, but those are the ones that are going to stand out, right? Those are the ones that oh, they're yeah. going to look back and be like, remember that time that dad lost the keys and we had to go stay in a hotel? <laughs> and it becomes like this inside joke and part of like your family story, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that it's important that your kids see you fail they need to know how to manage failure. They also need to hear you say, I'm sorry, I blew it. They need to hear you say, I don't always have the answers. They need to hear you say, you know what, we're going to work through this together, and I don't know how we're going to get through it, but this is what we're going to start doing. Those are the sorts of things that build that that trust relationship, I think. And you can't you can't you can't do everything for your kids anyway. You can't move them out of difficult situations. You got to help them go through them and Absolutely. give them the life experiences that build the skills that they need to be successful, right? So it's really important that uh, 
that you mess up in front of your kids. I, I certainly have plenty. Maybe that's what comes out of that story a little bit. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, is there anything else that you want to touch base on? Well, how can people hear more of your show? So I'm Go Adventure Mom, uh, GoAdventureMom.com, and on all social media channels. I'd love to connect with people. If you send me an email or a tweet, I will respond. If you leave a comment, I'll reply back. Uh, we'd love to feature adventurous families, especially on our Instagram account. So just simply tag Go Adventure and at Go Adventure Mom, and we'd love to share your adventure pictures out with your family. And how can our listeners connect with you, Kurt? It's really simple with us. You go to adventuresportspodcast.com and everything is there. You can email us there, you know, social network. We have a, a Facebook group, Adventure Sports Podcast. But really, if you go to the website, that's where everything kind of centers and we have links to everything else that we do there. So that's the easiest way. And of course, like most podcasts, you go to any podcatcher of any sort, iTunes, Stitcher, it doesn't really matter and you'll find us there. Awesome. Such a joy to connect with you, Kurt, and learn from you. Thank you so much. Well, Kathy, I love what you're doing, helping families and empowering families to bring adventure more into focus, because it's like I said, it's not, not that it necessarily has to be adventure. It's just that adventure works so darn well for getting families to spend time together. Thank you. And so I love what you're doing with that. It's not just adventure sports, but I hear you saying a lot, it's the adventure of life. It's the adventure of parenting as well, and parents need that kind of encouragement. So, you know, listeners out there, if you haven't listened to Kathy's show, if that resonates with you, now you have a new resource. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, I end every show. I don't know how you end every show. I've listened to a few of your shows, but I end every show by telling everyone to get out there and have some fun. Do you have a, a way that you like to end everything up? Um. You know, we always start our episodes actually by asking our guests where their favorite place to go adventure is. So I'd, I'd actually love to know where your favorite place to adventure is. Ooh, I think I have to answer generically before specifically. Okay. Generically, it's whatever is close enough to be <laughs> available. Adventure is everywhere. And I have to remind people, I talk a lot about Colorado, but you don't have to come to Colorado to have big adventure. You know, there's big adventure in your own backyard, like you pointed out. So I love it. Um, we choose a new favorite adventure place nearly every time we go somewhere. But specifically for our family, we recently moved to Gunnison. So we're really excited because of all the mountain biking here and all the 14ers to climb and the backpacking to do and the skiing that we've been doing and the, the water sports that are here and the fly fishing. And so you find a place, a central location somewhere where there are things to do and you can spend a lifetime exploring it. So Absolutely. I guess that would be my answer. I love that. I love it. Okay. Awesome. So great to get to know you, Kurt. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun and I'm going to say it. I always have to say it. Everyone, don't forget, get out there and have some fun. Hey, if you're enjoying the Adventure Sports Podcast, would you do us a big favor and head on over to our site to adventuresportspodcast.com and click that become a patron button? For a mere $5 a month, you can help support the show. That's like the cost of one Amazon movie, you know, for one weekend night. So think about helping us out. We love to bring the inspiration and motivation to you guys. It's hard work. We want to keep it going. And we can always use your support. Thanks for listening, guys. And get out there and have some fun. 